morning church I have a confession I forgot my bag at the car park this morning while we're rushing to church so I don't have a salmon note <laughs> but the Lord will take over Amen Hallelujah we started the subject of grace last week I think and uh, we spoke about the works the works of the flesh vis-a-vis the works of the spirit I remember he said to us that if you have received grace certainly there must be work evident that should be evident in your lives and we took from the promise of the of the week right then I remember I read to us Titus chapter 2 verses 10 and 11. The grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching us how to, you know, uh, move away from the works of the flesh and stuff like that. And then we establish that the, the grace of God is premised on his mercy and his love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Ephesians 2 tells us that... Uh, for God so rich in, in what? In mercy. The mercy of God, the grace of God is premised on, on God's love and God's mercy. Say, grace is God's unmerited favor. Grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. Right? The mercy of God is is what? You have forgotten. Mercy is yeah. Amen. And so today we're looking at the subjects of grace that I've titled Don't Grab the Bill. Tell your neighbor, don't have the, don't grab the bill. Say that again. Have you been on a date before? If you have been on a date before, can I see your hands up? You've not gone out on a date before. Eh? Wait, wait. Why, why is it that the men are the ones raising their hands? Is it because we're the one that paid the bill? <laughs> you see, in our client, most of the time, is the man that get to pay the bill. Is that correct? You agree? Have you taken someone out on a date before and you paid? If you have a lady and you have paid, you know, before, you have grabbed the bill before, can I see your hand up? You must really, really be in love with that fellow. But it looks like most of the time, men pay the bill. Like you take a lady out, you pay, and then the lady will just grab up, she could grab. Am I correct, man? Man, can I get a witness? But our ladies are very kind. Amen. Which is why, single, you have to look to bachelor in the house, look towards the spacers in the house. They are very kind. You don't have to pay the bill. Amen. 
But you have gone on a party before. Owambe. Have you been to Owambe before? So when you were going for that wedding, there is, you know, some of us don't go for the church wedding. We wait until about 12 when the reception will have started. Eh? Ma? I, I said some, some, not everyone. Not everybody. I trust you now. <laughs> but most of the time, we don't go to the reception with the mindset to pay for what you're going to eat. In fact, the reason why you're excited to go is because the food is free. Come, eat, drink, and marry, for it has been paid for. So when somebody is inviting you for a birthday party, a wedding party, or something, or a get-together, whatever it is, surprise party, in fact, some people will not eat before they leave their house, so that there will be space for food. You don't go. In fact, if you forget your wallet in the house, it does not matter. As long as you can find your way to the venue, there shall be food. And most of the time, I've eaten your field. You go to your house, you don't eat anything again. You are just good. For some, we say, I don't want to eat anything that will spoil what I've eaten today. Amen. That's what grace does for us. Grace paid the bill. Come heat, marry, and you don't have to grab the bill. You don't have to grab the bill. I am able to put some things together while I was in church. The grace of God settled all for us. You see, the Bible says he has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. But that gift is premised on his grace. So, the, the grace of God invites us to be a partaker of all that God has in store for us all. I have dealt with the subject of uh, works, you know, the responsibility that grace gave to us. Responsibility of standing and standing right, of not falling and rising, falling and rising, and all of that. Maybe in the course of the teaching in the month, we'll still look at that. Grace prepared the table for us. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still water. He restore my soul. He lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I feel for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anointed my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely, the goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Why? Because grace paid for it. But we cannot separate Jesus from grace. Because Jesus is the giver of grace. Which is why you have to take your walk with Jesus seriously. 
Amen. John chapter 1. This is not my tab, so I hope I get the password correct. Yeah. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. It was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the, the darkness cannot overcome the light. Darkness cannot overcome you in the name of Jesus as long as you stay in the light. Verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Verse 9. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and through the world was made through him. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. 11. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in and to those who believe in his name, he gave the right. He gave who? The right to become the sons of God. He gave the right to become the children of God. Children not born of natural distance. Not of human decision or husband's will. But born of God. Verse 14. The world became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and the only son who came from the father. Full of what? Full of grace and truth. You can't separate Jesus from grace. So when you are outside of Jesus, you are not going to be a beneficiary of the grace. Uh, you see, there are some parties that it is uh, based on invitation. I don't know what they call that kind of party. Strictly by invitation. Yes, it is free. Yet people or participants would not have to pay, but they need the invitation to access the table that has been prepared before them to marry on. Am I correct? So if you don't have Jesus, you cannot be a beneficiary of his works on the cross. You see, the essence of Jesus' resurrection in itself, more importantly, is that we come back to our default state that God created us to be in the first place. So we could have access. You cannot separate Jesus from grace. Jesus is the invitation to being a beneficiary so what I'm saying in essence is that you must have Jesus. You must have that. You must walk in the light. You must have Jesus in your life to be, to unless all the benefit that grace has provided for us. Outside of Jesus, you don't have anything. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. Except there is no shortcut. 
There's no shortcut. Amen. I've said that to us to establish the fact that Jesus cannot be taken out of grace. You cannot, uh, you, you cannot have grace without having Jesus. Amen. Galatians chapter 2 verse 21. The book of Galatians chapter 2 verse 21. Are we there? Yeah, thank you. This was Apostle Paul speaking and he says, I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. If law could actually set us free, Jesus will not need to die. But because the law failed to, re- to, re- to reunite us with our Father, Jesus had to die. You want grace? Yet again, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. The grace of God is given to us to enjoy. When you are in grace, you don't have to walk in condemnation. You don't have to... uh, You see, the truth is we, we cannot work it out. We can't work grace out. It has already been worked out by the precious blood of Jesus. And it is given to you and I to enjoy. It is given to you and I to enjoy. I want us to look at the story in the book of Second Samuel chapter 9. Second Samuel chapter 9. And uh, I just want to highlight three characters from this story. Of course, uh, three primary characters. There are other characters. But I want to highlight David, the king, Jonathan, Udo was not present at that time. He had passed on. But it was a very important subject to discuss. We're going to look at how this is uh, relatable to us today. And then we're going to look at Mephibosheth. And then, of course, a place called Lodibar, where Mephibosheth was. And so David asked in verse 1, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for who for Jonathan's sake David was the king and you know that Saul was a king before David and ideally what happened most of the time is when a king at that time when a king comes to the throne he will try to eliminate Anyone that has the potential to become a king. 
just so he could have a free reign. So, David should not be kind. But yet, David wanted to show kindness because of Jonathan. David was the king. He had all the power to do whatever he desires, but yet he wanted to show kindness. That tells me that the position of God, who is the king overall, is wanting to show us kindness at all times. For Jesus' sake. The reason why God is merciful to you and I, it's not because we are perfect. It's not because we know how to serve him. It's not because we know how to pray. It's not because we know how to come to church. But for the sake of his son, Jesus. And of course, when he asked that question, somebody responded, who was a servant in Saul's house. And he said, there, was, there is one person that you can show kindness to. His name is Mephibosheth. He is lame. He couldn't walk. And do you know why he could not walk? If you read the story in, in chapter 4, when David ascended the throne, his nanny was taking him away to escape from the rot. Because it normally, when the king comes to throne like that, he kills everyone. So the nanny wanted to take him away, just so he, he could escape the rot of King David. Should David wants to kill anyone that has the potential to become a king. And so while doing that, the boy was five. He wasn't born a lame person. But while the nanny was running away, thinking that David could might kill him, the nanny fell. And from that fall, the poor boy became handicapped for the rest of his life. That's the position that we were in Adam. When all fall, just because Adam fell. But because he fell does not deny us the right of sonship. Because God had to make an ultimate sacrifice just so we become the one that he loves, the one that he created, the ones with power, dominion, and authority. Mephibosheth's state did not deny him his right to heaven to die with the king or to kindness of the king just because of Jonathan's sake. Irrespective of where you have been, you have a right to God because Jesus had paid the bill for you. I don't know what you have come to church with this morning. I don't know how deep you have fallen I don't know how messy your situation is. I don't know how much of self-condemnation that you have. 
I don't know how much people have condemned you. Maybe you have been written over that nothing good can ever come out of your life. But I have a good news for you this morning. Jesus paid the price for you. Come, marry, eat, drink, and have your fear. Do you know the meaning of Mephibosheth? It means a living shame. A living shame. That's, that's, that's amazing. How could someone bear that? That's what sin does to man. He wants us to live in shame, but message of God continually say no. His grace keep, you know, keep waiting in for us at all times. Come eat, drink, have your merry. For the grace of God had paid the price for you. And where was this young man living? He was living in Lodibar. Lodibar means no pasture, nothingness, nothing, nothing. No, no, you know when you say nothing is when, not, when there is no pasture it means it's, it, it's not there is no fruitfulness there is no green nothingness the grace of God paid the price for you and I we were outside But Jesus prepared a table for us. I mean, God prepared a table for us. And Jesus gave us the access card. Maybe you were, maybe where you are right now, you don't see a future for you. But I can tell you there is a future for you. The Bible says, my thought towards you are of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for you. Maybe your health is, is dwindling. But I assure you that you can live in good health. Why? Because by the stripes of Jesus, you have been made whole. Maybe you don't have money. You can live in prosperity. Why? Because Jesus was made poor just so you can be rich. Maybe you don't have peace now, but I assure you, you can have. Why? Because the chastisement of your peace was upon him. Maybe you are struggling now. Oh, you don't have to struggle anymore because Jesus had to carry that cross on his back for you. You must embrace him. You know, I said to us earlier, you can't take Jesus outside of, you can't take grace outside of Jesus. But when you come in into Jesus, you have all those things. Maybe someone is even thinking, but I have come to the table, but there is nothing on my plate. You are a son. Ask him. You request. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans 5. This one. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through who? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom we have gained what? Access. By what? By into what? Grace. In which we now stand. 
and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Verse 3. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that the suffering produces perseverance and like that and like that. But my highlight is this. We have access into the throne of God, into his presence in which we now stand. The grace of Jesus. The grace of Jesus paid it all. God prepared the table. Jesus granted all the access. And all we can do is just to benefit. In other words, in the covenant of, in the, in the scheme of things, your, your position is the position of a beneficiary. So you have to enjoy grace. You have to enjoy grace. As I conclude, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, no, Ephesians chapter 2, I beg your pardon. This is a, if you read this chapter very well, you might want to agree with me. It's a chronicle of who we now are in Jesus. Should you be asking, who are you? I will you to Ephesians chapter 2. As a matter of fact, read the whole book of Ephesians chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Let me read very quickly. As for you, you were dead in transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of air. The spirit who is now? Okay, verse 4. Verse 4. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad that that's the position that you have in Jesus? A place where you sit up high above principalities, above powers. You sit above the rulers of kingdom of darkness. You are now someone with power, someone with authority, someone with dominion. You are a beneficiary of God's work on the cross. Verse 8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's and the work, created in Christ Jesus to good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I know we have an understanding of what the good works is. Verse 11. Therefore remember that formerly you were Gentiles by birth and called and circumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at a time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenant of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus you were once, you who, were, who once were far away, have been brought near by what? The blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made 
the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside the flesh by setting aside in his flesh the law and its commands and regulation his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two thus making peace verse 21 in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the lord verse 22 and in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which god lives by the spirit i conclude this morning reminding you that the grace of god brought us from a place of shame a place where we don't have relevance to a place where we have become sons where we have right to all that Jesus has right to a place of power a place of dominion a place of authority just so we can do the good works that God has set from the beginning friends you are not ordinary if Jesus could die on the cross for you you should not pull yourself down and you should not allow anything not even your circumstances to dictate to you contrary to what the Lord has said about your life don't try to pay the bill you don't have to struggle to pay the bill because Jesus through his grace has paid it all for you you looked past my sin my guilt, my shame and poor your love you look beyond me you look beyond me I am the one that you have shown mercy you have shown me mercy you have shown me mercy I am the one that you have shown mercy. You have shown me mercy. You have shown me mercy. And you need to bow your head and just thank God for His grace. The grace of God puts you in a place of a beneficiary. Thank Him. For his works on the cross. And you see, it will not be appropriate to continue in a life of sin. Knowing well all that Jesus Christ had to go through. To put you in a position where you can only be a beneficiary of his grace. When you continue in a life of sin, you are only nailing Christ to the cross. Again and again. your ways are not right with God tell him that you repent today maybe you are in his house already and you, you feel your plate is empty 
Ask him. Request. He will hear you. If you're in this auditorium, you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you have your wish has not been right, let me say to you, He will not condemn you. Never, ever. And I want to assure you that He loves you. God loves you. Can you just say this prayer with me this morning if your ways are not right with God? Lord Jesus, forgive me my sin. I repent of my old ways. I now request that you make your home in me. Help me to stand. Give me grace to, to serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.